Don't do it. Don't do it. Ah, when you're dealing with a mindset, even your own mindset, and the things that I tell people are things that I've done myself. So when I tell people stuff, (laughs) it's not just out of the air. It's something that I know that works or can work if you try it. Anyway, hey everybody, Cheryl Howard here, Inspiration Transformation Strategies, Mental Health uh, Coach, Certified Life Purpose Coach, and Minister. So, I want to talk about this because it's like, ah, you know, I coach a lot of people I, um, with or without mental health issues. And mental health, like I said, don't, it don't have to be anything major, it could just be you know, people go through transitions and things in their life and they find themselves maybe a little low or maybe a little depressed about it. You know, that's mental health. It don't have to be a psychiatric, a other psychiatric diagnosis like schizophrenia and things like that. Um, but, you know, it could just be seasonal. You know, and that's why mental health is so important. However, so I'm always coming across the mindset and I believe this is why God put me in this position because I understand that it takes a, transforming of the mind to get people to move. I had to transform my mindset. I had to think out of the box, you know, for me to achieve certain things or to get to certain places or to connect with certain people who are assigned to my destiny and my purpose. But it starts off with having a mindset that says I can, you know, and changing the way you talk, changing your language. I always talk about changing your language because a lot of times your language may always be negative and you don't even realize that you're always um, speaking against possibilities all of the time. And I know some of you know people like that, or maybe you do that a lot and don't even realize it, that you kind of shut down your own progress. You don't move forward because you're kind of already shutting it down or you see all of the the lack, the deficits that you are facing, and you allow that to be a giant. You allow that to be bigger than anything else. So you don't even allow yourself to think past the deficits, the mountain, the valley experience. So you make it a lifelong experience when it wasn't necessary. But they murmured, they complained. Guess what? Because they was used to familiar familiarity. You know, things that are predictable, knowing what's going to happen each day. Walking with God, that's not the way it is. Sometimes he have you moving, stepping out in places, going to places that don't look familiar, don't feel familiar, it's uncomfortable. But because your mindset says there's destiny on the other side of this season, I'm going to work my plan. Whatever that plan is that God give you in that moment, whatever you have to do, you get a plan. To get yourself out of a situation or a season. And in some season you just have to wait it out. But you'll still get strategy in how to position yourself. So when you've gone through whatever wilderness experience you're going through. You are ready to receive what God has for you on the other side. So it's a mindset. Even the scriptures tell us to be ye transformed by the renewing of our mind. So that we can prove what is good, God's good and acceptable perfect will so it always start with changing the way you think about things so you can change the way you feel and the way you see things and I know you might have came from places where you wasn't allowed to even think differently you know you're not even used to that it, it sounds scary to you when other people think that way you think they're crazy you think oh Hannah where are you going to do that and these are the minds that I come against and so 
on one hand, I love it. I love the fact that I can pour into somebody. I can share my story and, and give them strategies and tools and tips to get them to start thinking different, taking little steps at a time. And when they start to see little progress, it's like, wow, they start feeling encouraged and, and empowered. And I'm like, yes, God, that's what I'm talking about. And so it pains me sometimes because it's like, cutting through a hard wall when you try to get somebody out of that stinking thinking you know what if this don't happen yeah that's easy you know i get people like that and i'm like you not even allowing your, yourself an even chance to think differently think possibilities but what if that does happen you know they're so used to being like i said in a familiar state of insanity you know doing the same thing over and over again and you're expecting a different result and so i pose a question to a few of my clients when they complain to me about certain situation that they're in and every time it's the same thing over and over and over again and i'm like okay so what are we going to do about it you know one thing about positive psychology positive psychology focus on um what are we going to do today and going forward and then there's the subjective psycho psychoanalysis approach which we need both that's freud we need to understand the root of your problem why you feel the way you do why you think the way you do the things you have experienced as a child into your adolescence and adult that cause you to think and feel a certain way because our experiences do shape the mindset that we have but after knowing the root of something you don't stay there now we got to move forward so you have two there's different theories but those are the two theories i like to work with too um Okay, we understand why you this way, the conflicts you experienced when you was young. And okay, so now what are we going to do today? Because what happens is I get people I talk to, they stay in the dysfunction. Yes, that happens to you. I understand. And it does affect your life. Trust me, I've been through my own traumas. However, how do you want to see yourself in five or 10 years? Do you want to keep, and this is what I recently just told a client. Do you want to keep having the same problem over and over again? In the next 10 years, you're going to be saying the same thing because the person kept saying, well, I don't know. It sounds easy, but ah, eh, okay. So either you're going to come up with a plan to change your trajectory of your future so you don't have the same situation over and over again, or you're going to co-sign with the situation you're in and just put up with it so you can be frustrated, no peace, frustrated, and singing the same song to everybody. Then you're going to wonder why nobody wants to be around you is because every time they come around you, you're singing the same sad song. And so I'm trying to get my clients <laughs> it's a process and i understand it's a even working with people it's a process even ministry is a process to get people to co-sign with the word of god what god says about you versus what the world says about you or versus your predicament that got you to a situation whether somebody's fault or your fault whatever god has much for you there is a destiny there is a purpose he did create you for something but until you agree with that you won't see the changes you'll just stay in that unbelief i love the man i, I forgot what scripture is in right now when the man said he prayed in the lord he said lord help my unbelief because he understood that the unbelief was a blocking it was a, a, a it was blocking his blessings he he believed that god can do great things because he's seen testimonies he's seen people being healed and and, and delivered but for some reason he didn't believe it for himself but thank god he had enough sense and wisdom to say god help my unbelief because i realized that's blocking me from my breakthrough because of my unbelief so i'm here to tell you you have to let go of the unbelief i know it may not be easy but you got to start dismantling those things that you have co-signed with um 
may, unconsciously or subconsciously. You don't even realize you've been doing that. And you got to say, you know what? Mm -mm -mm. My life, I can't live like this another 10, 20 years. That's what I told myself. I'm like, mm -mm. when I went through my divorce and I didn't have a high school diploma or anything, I was like, I already always wanted more. I had an entrepreneurial mindset and I was doing some things, especially when, you know, as a cosmetologist, I was doing hair and things like that. But it's like, I had a vision for so much more and God was sending people in your life to pour into your life. Every place I went, I tell people God would do the same for you. He is not a respecter of person. Somebody spoke something. Somebody confirmed something that was already in my spirit. I remember I talked about this with another client. I said, you know what? I was, I remember working inside of a school for a season in the lunch cafeteria. I was the lunch lady. And I remember a, a African-American woman. She had locks in her head. Actually, I think she was from the Caribbeans originally. And I remember doing lunchtime, you know, we are in the kitchen. And so she was a, um, an, a food inspector, a dietitian inspector they come with the white uniforms on she came into the school that day they was coming to inspect make sure the food is right the temperature they check everything how sanitized the kitchen is and so when we was all getting our trays you know it's like a break time so we all just took got some food and sat outside in the cafeteria she sat right across from me and she said you're not gonna be here long you are not gonna be here long you are a leader you are a leader and i see it in you i didn't have too much conversation with this lady but she saw greatness in me and that spoke to my spirit because i already knew i was like i'm not gonna be alone but you got to do what you have to do when you're taking care what of yourself and taking care of your children it's me and my daughter just her and i now to move from married mom to divorced mom <laughs> and but that really did something for me that day and i'm like wow and so it just uplift my spirit to keep pushing keep working that plan working that plan and my plan was to go back to school i did that get that ged i did that then the next step was okay well i'm gonna get a degree because i'm gonna need some tools aside from doing hair and that worked for me too but it you know doesn't bring in enough money i wasn't really out there out there like trying to you know like today everybody online and, and everything and trying to be the next top nothing wrong with that if that's your goal but i'm just saying i wasn't on that level but i had my my clientele and you know it's up and down because it's clientele based and so sometimes i make a little extra change and other times it's kind of low but i i worked ended here on the side as well and then i you know I had to move to mobile salon, become solo with the act because I needed to keep all my money. But anyway, um, I did that. I went back to school. I got that. I went on to get my degree. You know, then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to keep going further. Found out I like to do counseling. So this was my plan. My first plan was let me get some educations because <laughs> I didn't get to finish that. So a lot of times God will have you finish unresolved business, things that you forgot about. You need to go back to revisit the dream, revisit the, the goals that you have set for yourself that you kind of laid to the side something lying doormat in you sometime when you're going through this season of lack or deficit of loss or separation or abandonment it's the time to get into you and find out the treasures that lie inside of you that you forgot about that you put away tap into your own genius Oh, so I'm like, I'm going to have to call her back. Tap into your own genius, your own treasures. There's something inside. And a lot of times really being free from whatever um, or situations or people gives you the opportunity to do that. So see it as a positive. Like, you know what? This is the best time in my life. You have to speak it. This is the best time of my life. I'm in the right position. I can't go no further. You know that saying about, you know, you're already, your back is already up against the wall. You're already so low. You feel like where else it, where else it is to go except for us. And that was my mindset. Like the only way, the only other 
um, thing that can happen is that I can I progress and go up. So that was my mindset. And so that's what I'm trying to get the folk to do. So don't co-sign with insanity. Don't do it because sometimes we do it. Don't agree with dysfunction. Dysfunction. The, the issue is there and you're not doing anything about it because you're used to it. And it's almost like the children of Israel again. You know, they got used to being enslaved. It was predictable. It was dysfunctional. And it, it was, but it was predictable and it became complacent and comfortable. I'm also thinking about the man by the pool of Bethesda. You know, there was a season of the time when the angel of God would come and stir the water up and anybody got into the pool of Bethesda, Bethesda would be healed. And so Jesus was on the scene. And so there was a man who was crippled. And so Jesus poses a question, basically, do you want to be healed? And so, cause this is some of us. There's so many stories you can get from that messages, but I like this one here. Um, I preached about it a couple of years ago. Jesus, because this is dealing with the excuses. He said, yeah, I do, God, Jesus, but every time I try to get into the pool, somebody gets in before me. It was like, I didn't ask you all of that. I was at, I'm here. I'm the healer. I'm here. So I'm just asking you, do you want to get healed today? It goes back to when I mentioned about the positive psychology. Yes, I understand your situation. I understand your trauma. I understand your, your disability. I got you. I'm here now. God sent the answer. Oh, my God. I'm just asking you, do you want to get healed now? That's it. Don't go into a whole story. If somebody said, if I saw the house of my dreams and somebody came, now I'm, know, I'm knowing this person, they already recognize him as the Savior. He's Lord. So if God said, you want this house? I'm like, I'll say, yes, I want this house. I'm not going to go into, yeah, you know, but I can't. And if the Messiah asks me, <laughs> come on, the answer is there. And that's what I'm saying about the dysfunctional. You're so used to, sometimes when the blessing comes, you can't even receive it. And I understand mentally sometimes you're in prison. And so you've been in a situation for so long. It's hard for you to see which way is up. It's hard for you to see the answer. It's hard for you to see the blessings, the breakthrough that God has presented before you. You're so used to being in that broken, dysfunctional place. Oh my God, you don't lock yourself in because it feels uncomfortable. It's like the children of Israel again in the wilderness. It feels uncomfortable waiting on God. Things don't happen right when you want it. You looking at other people tonight, like they're moving speed, lights, speed ahead of you. And you can't compare yourself to other people's time. You got to move according to your beat, not other people's beat. But I know this is the things that happen. I even dealt with this. Things come to your mind. Wow, so-and-so ahead of me, especially when I have no degrees or anything. And I'm like, ah, oh, and I'm going on. I'm 30 something now. I'm like, I, but when I, you know, because I became anchored in God and, and my faith increased and all this stuff. And I started thinking different and I started realizing I'm just as special and important as anybody else. I don't care what degree they are, they have, or what position they have. God loves us all the same. And he got great and wonderful things for all of us. And so once I co-signed with God in his word, I was like, okay, God, let's do this. Let's do this together. Cause I'm not in this by myself. It is not by power nor by might, but it's by his spirit say of the Lord. So I was like, come on, God, we're going, what are we going to do? I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Cause I see the vision. I wrote it down and made it plain. I literally wrote down the visions and the things that I wanted to accomplish and made it plain and just proceeded going forward one step at a time. 
God sent people to pour into my life, be a blessing on the way. Cause it's like, you're not going to, I'm not going to abort this. And I was like, you, this is what I always say. You got to become violent. The violent take it by force. The kingdom suffereth violence, but the violent take it. By, so I had to get violent about my destiny and my purpose being intentional about the things that I did and being intentional about who, what kind of company I was going to keep and who was going to be around me and the type of place I needed to be. And I'm trying to tell you, so I'm telling my client, look, I know that I got it. I've been homeless. Me and my daughter, I slept on people's couches. I slept in the trans, I was in a transitional home. I mean, come on. And you in a nice apartment. So you at a better place to, to apply what I'm telling you to do, the tools that I'm giving you, the strategies, you're even in a better place. And I'm telling you, I had nothing. I had to start from scratch, but I did have faith. Yes, still, that's it. I'm like, so I'm telling you to work a plan, work a plan. I don't care how long it takes, work that plan and co-sign with the plan. Change, you can create a plan uh, and just start from there. You know, don't worry about things that haven't happened. You'd always say this. Don't worry about stuff you have no control over. That can make you more frustrated, give you anxiety, depression, uh, hopelessness, and then you give up because you start thinking, oh, God, how I'm going to achieve? How I'm going to come? Oh, that's just so far off. You just canceling everything. You just canceled everything. You speaking it and you're canceling it. You don't need giving a try. You don't even give it a try. You don't know what you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. I'm telling you, I've seen God part the Red Sea. <laughs> that kind of experience for me. And a whole lot of other people. And that's another thing. I get encouraged to listen to other people's stories. I'm almost surrounding myself by people who believe God like me, who have faith. You know, who have tenacity, they determine and in the midst of they still believing and pushing, even if it's a season of just waiting and being still. Guess what? Being still, you're able to hear, you're able to get revelation. You know, you don't have too much noise around that noise that's even in your environment or that noise in your head. So you have to dismantle all those negative thoughts. And I like, um, not Plato, Socrates thinking. I have a teaching on it on YouTube about attacking the argument, about the argument you have in your head. It's, it's called Socratic thinking, Socratic questioning, Socrates, because it, it, it encourages you to attack those negative voices in your head, go up against that. And it also teaches you how to attack the argument from somebody else who says, well, how are you going to do that? And you, and, you, and you can just come back and go, well, I can do that. Why can't I do that? Why can't I believe? Why can't I stand on faith? You know, you, it's like you're questioning the argument they have against you and it makes them question their own thought. Like, why do I even say that? You know, it, it leaves them a little dumbfounded, confounded. <laughs> Because it's like you're not receiving what they're saying. You're not co-signing what they're saying or maybe their view of you, their limited view of you because they're looking at your situation and you and, and they don't see you in another, you know, doing better or, or something else. So they're limited thinking and thoughts and their fear and being threatened because sometimes people do see greatness in you, but they never speak it because it threatens them. They really don't want to see you achieve. They really don't want to see you living your best life and doing great, marvelous things and living your dreams and your visions and your purpose. And so walking discernment is awesome because you get to discern that and pick it up in the spirit and go, nah, I don't need to associate with you too much. Okay. Uh, so I know this is for somebody because I wasn't planning on going all the way this way. But the, you know how it is. You start talking to stuff coming out. God gave you revelation, whatever, whatever, and, and things to just speak because you just never know. Um but yes, 
Uh, so we went down that line. I just want you to work that plan. Don't give up. Work that plan. Don't don't walk to other people's beat. Work that plan. And that is it. Don't co-sign with insanity. Do not co-sign with dysfunction. Write down the things you want to do. Stick to it. And you'll start to check off the list. Don't allow yourself to become too anxious. You know, the word tells us to be anxious for nothing but all things in prayer and supplication before the Lord. You're praying about everything. You're praying about every step. God, help me through this season. What do I need to do? And so when I was working with a few clients recently, um, this is what I was dealing. This is where I was going with them. Just getting them to kind of change the way they think about things. You know, don't be so quick to defend. You know, if I'm bringing something, you so quick. Well, but I... Oh, oh, wow. Okay. So you see, you need this. You really need this because automatically you just, dis, you're not listen, dismissing. You're dismissing everything I'm saying. You're not listening. And if you listen because you come in with the same argument and situation over and over again, I'm just going to pose two questions. So, okay. So you want this to keep going or you want to work a plan and do something about it. So I'm like Jesus now at the pool of Bethesda. Do you want a solution now or do you want to just stay here and complain about what's not working? I'm trying to help you take a step towards changing your situation. It may take a year, two years, three or four, five years, but at least you got a plan in place. It took me several years to get the degrees that I wanted to be in a situation where I'm able to apply for the jobs that I'm applying because one of my prayers was, God, I want to be able to go to an interview and tell them what I can bring to the, to the company and to the business. My skills, my talent, my experience, you know, my skill, you know, my strengths. I want, and I want to be in a position where I can say, this is what I would like to get paid. This was my prayer before I even had a, a, a GED. I just, for me, that was a dream at that time to get to that place where I can say, I want to get paid such and such. I thank God I have been able to do that. And God opened doors. And that was a dream that I was able to achieve, a goal that I was able to achieve. And then other goals, you know, with just different things. But I'm like, I'm telling you something that I try in, in myself. I implemented myself. Things that God downloaded and gave me wisdom. And then being around, you know, positive people. And just things you just learn from experience. And just being out there and realize, you know, and understanding your, understanding your value, knowing your value. As you get to know your value, your self-worth. You know, I want to do another thing on this when it comes to the body, because I like talking about how we got to value our bodies, us, us women. Um, that deals with sexual stuff. That deals with health and diet and all the other kind of stuff that we need to learn to value our bodies even more. That's a God. That's a God. That's a biblical principle taking care of the bodies. <laughs> you know, but we don't want to touch that too much because it's a sensitive area. But anyway, that's it. I hope somebody was blessed. Thanks for joining Sherry Williams. I'm glad you joined in. I know people are going to see a lot of this later. It's kind of middle of the day. Actually, lunchtime for a lot of people. I was going to meet somebody for lunch, but now that I did this broadcast, I probably just go by and say hi because <laughs> I'm in the area. One of my friends, the job, and her job. But anyway, uh, you have a great afternoon. I'm going to upload this on YouTube as well because I just want this. I want multiple people to see this. I want multiple people to be blessed. I am naturally a purpose pusher, so I'm here to push you into purpose. I am the owner of Get Your Life Back Inspirational Coaching, where I help people to break through barriers and propel into purpose. That's what I do. Break through barriers and propel into purpose.
because that's what it's all about, living the purpose. Everybody don't need to be on maybe big stage, whatever, but whatever impact or uh, calling or mandate or dream you have for your life in whatever, to whatever capacity, live that, do that. That's all I'm saying. I want you to be happy. I want you to have peace. I want you to have joy. I want you to put yourself first and say, you know what? I am so important. I am worthy of this. I, you got to build yourself up. You got to encourage yourself. That's what we have to do. Can't wait for people to do it. Some people don't have other people to support them. A lot of people I work with don't have family support or friend support. They in this thing by themselves. And so I'm teaching them, look, you got to become your own best friend. You got to become your own cheerleader in life and say, you can do this, Cheryl. You got... We got this, God. <laughs> but anyway, have a great day. If you want to know more about me, go to www.sherawhitehoward.com. That's sherawhitehoward.com. Get your life, life back inspiration coaching on YouTube. I'm on Instagram. 